Hello, you guys. Welcome to episode number three. If you hear some lip smacking in the background, that is my dog. Just ignore her. I wanted to talk about the balance of emotional intelligence today. It's literally almost midnight and it was just on my mind. So I'm just going with it, even though I'm supposed to be getting ready for bed and just going to see what comes up. So I am an emotional intelligence coach. I mean, I help people with their businesses. I help people with their connection to themselves, to their spouses, their ability to communicate. There's a variety of things that I do as a coach, but a major piece that I often find myself helping people with is emotional intelligence. And I see people on two sides of the spectrum. I see people who resist their emotions and just kind of are like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, like I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, kind of like resist their emotions, maybe get a little bit overwhelmed by them. Um, and essentially are what you would call bottling them up or stuffing them down. And then I have on the other side, my hyper emotional clients. And, you know, if you're a highly sensitive person, you may be more on this side. I typically am more of a highly sensitive person as well. So I have had my fair share of learning the dance of emotional intelligence. And I will be on this journey of expansion with all of you learning it day by day. And my more emotional friends or clients are the ones who perhaps really feel valid within their emotions and they're really great at holding space for themselves and that's wonderful but there is this element of my feelings are valid and I'm just going to hang out here as long as I need to hang out here which nothing is wrong with either side but emotional intelligence is a dance of a bit of both. (laughs) So it's understanding that we essentially have this emotional metabolism within us. And the more that we learn how to move through our emotions and know that the moment we recognize that it doesn't feel good is the moment that we can let it go and move on is the moment we take our power back and we have the ability to do that. And so we have the people on the one side who really sit in their emotions, move through them, honor them, and that's wonderful. But what can happen is they kind of get lost in their emotions. They kind of get overtaken and they are in this ocean of emotions. (laughs) Didn't even plan to make that rhyme. And then we have our friends that are suppressing on the other side. And so what can happen is our suppressing friends um, may come off as a little bit um, calloused to their coworkers or their staff or their spouses and may just kind of have this mindset of like, it's only as hard as you make it, like toughen up, let's go, get over it. You're making a big deal out of it just do the damn thing. And then we have our emotional folks who are like, well, no, I need a moment to process here and I'm allowed to take as much time as I need, which you are, 
It's totally true. Take as much time as you need. (sighs) But emotional intelligence is this ability to take a moment to allow the emotion to express itself throughout your body. So that practice may be like devoting a song to the emotion you're currently experiencing or spending two minutes feeling it course through your body or it may be journaling about it and then burning that piece of paper and maybe punching a pillow it's about fully giving a ceremony almost to your emotions but then also choosing to move on choosing to move forward and deciding what new thought you are going to anchor into and repeat over and over to yourself and embody after you've honored your emotion and the more we practice allowing that emotion to express itself through us and giving you know somewhat of a boundary to it because mm, I think that I mean there's a full variety a wide variety of different circumstances and I understand that and you know if you're going through a breakup or a family loss, like obviously that emotion won't be processed in two minutes. However, that practice may look like whatever intensity you are experiencing in that moment, honoring it and giving it two minutes and then refocusing on a new train of thought and then really anchoring into it and deciding that's how you're going to move forward until the next wave happens. And then honoring it and then refocusing and recentering. And as we practice this, we build our emotional intelligence and our emotional digestion. So suppressing when we don't have these ceremonies, on the other hand, you know, I'm calling it ceremonies because it like really devotes a chunk or like a little portion of time to your emotions and it really allows you to kind of have like a flag post or a moment where you look back and you're like no we already we already processed that and so we're not going to just wallow here forever we're going to keep moving forward and I have now decided to commit to showing up in this way and so suppressing however is when you push down your emotions over and over again and then it's like trying to hold a floating ball you know like a beach ball under water eventually it's going to pop up and there's going to be some sort of eruption whether it's a mental breakdown an anxiety attack whether it's anger angry outbursts you know that's what it used to be for me I used to severely struggle with anger and I thought that the trick was to just not address it like okay I just need to toughen up and ignore this anger and try to have a good attitude and be appreciative you know if it was my husband like just ignore that like don't 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 go there kind of thing and then I'd have these crazy outbursts um, on my husband, my, my sweet husband. And so then it became about 
allowing emotions to move through me in the moment. And we're in such a better place now when it comes to that. I mean, I hate to admit it, but there would be times where I would literally feel like I wanted to physically hurt him. And if maybe another sweet woman were to see what he did, she wouldn't get it. But for whatever reason, our spouse has a way of triggering us in all the right ways to really be a mirror, right? So I would feel super triggered, super um, aggravated, and I would literally find myself wanting to like dig my nails into his arms. And just this boiling rage would course through me. And it was because I hadn't learned how to manage, how to process, how to navigate my my emotions. So I've kind of gone through a calibration process of really suppressing and then really allowing my emotions and probably maybe maybe being in the ocean of my emotion a little too prolonged, but that's okay. That was part of the recalibration process. And now I've come to a place where I'm more centered. And so Maybe you are on the more hyper-emotional side where, you know, you really resonate with your emotions and you really mm, allow yourself to go there deep, but maybe sometimes you get overwhelmed by it and a little bit lost in it and it's kind of like it takes control of you. Our emotions are not meant to run us, aren't meant to be the deciding factors in our life, aren't meant to be what you know, decides whether we're motivated or not in our business, whether we feel like doing certain things. They're there to teach us. They're there to um, help us tune into ourselves. And I believe help us tune into God and lean on him. But yeah, when, when we're getting a little bit overtaken and, and just relating a little too bit a little bit too much to our emotions and we're becoming our emotions, then it's this element of taking charge of our thoughts, taking charge of our mindset. And so giving ourselves a moment to process and then setting that boundary within ourselves and then being like, okay, that's enough now. (laughs) And giving ourselves a bit of a pep talk almost like I literally have done this over and over again where I'm like okay we've been here long enough I don't like this anymore and I'm ready to rise up (laughs) I'm ready to be a soldier now you know and the other thing that can happen is when we stay in our emotions a bit too long is and a bit too long will be only what you know right I don't know what that is but you'll know you'll know instinctively and you even know right now as you're listening to me what too long is is when you start to activate this victim mindset and feeling sorry for yourself you know you've stayed a little bit too long when you start to feel powerless when you start to have this woe is me attitude like "Mm, I'm so mm, I feel so sorry for myself and I'm not saying this to be harsh but that's kind of that's kind of how I do so we're just gonna roll with it because that's how I treat myself in a firm loving way I'm like okay this is not who I was created to be 
This is not who I am. I am a daughter to the living king. I am a powerhouse. I am a force to be reckoned with. And right now I am not responding or acting like it. And so it's kind of catching ourselves. And I had to make a deal with myself actually about uh, maybe it was three or four weeks ago where I was finding myself wallowing a little too much. And I had to make a deal with myself that any thoughts of feeling sorry for myself or, um, yeah, just like a victim mindset, which only you will know what that is for you again, right? Um, I kind of just made a deal with myself that I was no longer going to activate those those feelings. And it's, again, setting those boundaries within ourselves, like, no, we're not going there. And honestly, it has been a game changer for me because anytime I feel myself just having this inner narrative of like, oh, poor me, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, we decided we're not doing that. Stop that. We're not activating that thought because that's the thing is when you give energy to a thought, you're activating it. So you can really decide if you activate it or not, right? And so, yeah. And then it becomes this dance of also not suppressing, right? So it's a practice. It's always a practice. And so I guess understanding and reflecting within yourself, when am I am when am I in the ocean of my emotion a little? I've been here a little bit too long. What are some boundaries that I'm gonna set for myself? What are some signals or like red flags that that I'm going to look for when it's been a bit too long? And what is my game plan going to be? And how am I going to pull myself out of that? And how am I going to hold myself to the standard of a goddess, a queen, a warrior? Because anything that is not in the vibe of that, it tells me I'm off base. I'm out of alignment. And our feelings are valid, but they are not the truth and they are not the bottom line. (laughs) And so maybe I'm going a little bit more on the people who, who really go into their emotions because that's where I've been a lot. So I'm speaking to you guys because that's like, I, I've been there and, and I know that I've needed a pep talk. Maybe you need a pep talk as well. And so, yeah, what are your boundaries? What does your inner sad girl sound like? <laughs> and and how long are you going to give yourself permission to hang out in an area? Because bottom line, you choose. You choose how long you hang out somewhere. The moment I realize, wow, this doesn't feel good. I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I'm kind of over this, is the moment that I choose to get out. So that could literally be within two minutes. Sometimes with different things going on, it can be within an hour, a day. Um, But, you know, with really bigger things, it could be longer. But deciding, you know, okay, we've been here for, for beyond what feels like is empowering. You guys hear what I'm saying right now? Are you getting it? 
Are you saying yes? And I'm saying this because I believe that the moment we learn how to how to have this dance and how to how to master it is the moment that we take power in our life. And either our emotions are running us or we are running our emotions. And so for my babes that suppress because you are just scared shitless and maybe don't feel like you even have time to process your emotions. Well, let me tell you, girl, first of all, it has been shown that by suppressing your emotions, you are decreasing your immunity. So I'm just going to put that out there. And I'm going to give you a practice that whenever you feel anger, whenever you feel fear, whenever you feel any emotion, sometimes it can be as simple, you know, if it's just like a small one to choose to not activate it more, like not give your energy to it. And I know like there's there's an element of that sometimes on my super like mentally, we'll say like there's like this element of like badass, like you you guys just don't, you're not here for the, you're not here for the feeling sorry for yourselves. Like let's just put it that way um, from what I have seen when I've worked with you babes that um, maybe are tend to more suppress. But if you want to be healthy emotionally, you got to keep that little heart of yours tender. Because if you start to suppress and suppress and suppress, over time, your heart's going to get a little bit calloused and hard. And you're going to have a hard time sitting with people and holding space with holding space for them. And when you can't hold space for yourself, you can't hold space for other people, right? The extent of how much you've held space for yourself will reflect in the amount of space you're able to hold for others. Not saying that there's doesn't need to be energetic boundaries, you know, depending on what's going on and friendship boundaries. And, you know, that looks like different for every friendship. Some friendships feel like more of an equal exchange. And then there's those friends who just are, seem like they are constantly, um, you know, coming to you with their stuff. I get that. I get that for sure. But check in with yourself. And perhaps in the beginning, the practice is just checking in with your emotions and how you're feeling through journaling or meditating and just seeing where you're at. But yeah, the practice that I started talking about is whenever you feel an emotion or something come up, instead of ignoring it or stuffing it down just add some oxygen to it breathe into it breathe deeply into it and you can choose to not trust yourself to not need to interact with it too much necessarily you don't have to um relate to it too much you don't have to um entangle yourself too much with it breathe into it sometimes in my head or out loud I'll be like yeah I hear you and it's just getting in the habit of like 
being there for ourselves and addressing stuff as it comes up so that there's no random unpredictable unpredictable explosions at an unfortunate time where people are like that reaction made no sense for what just happened <laughs> and you'll know what i mean if you've struggled with that at all <laughs> with outbursts like myself so as you practice this dance of breathing into your emotions, releasing them, and then choosing a different thought or affirmation, and then just repeating it over and over again and doing your best to feel it in your body, our emotions are held in our bodies, guys. So um, that's what I mean when I say in our body. Uh, sometimes if you guys are doing any of my meditations, like sometimes I talk about um, feel where that where that feeling is in your body like our thoughts are in our head and our emotions reside in our body and so excuse me and so when we give energy to a, a thought um, and then there's an emotional reaction now it's in our body and we're going to have to like move through it in our body. So that's why sometimes thinking our way out of it isn't always the best thing or the most practical or useful or beneficial thing. So breathing into your body and down-regulating your nervous system will be the most helpful thing in a moment like that. And so... The benefits of emotional intelligence as you start to have this ability to be unafraid of anything that comes up because you start to build this trust within yourself that no matter what happens, you know you will be powerful within that. You know you'll be able to handle it. You know you'll be like so grounded and remain in alignment through that. Uh, not saying that it'll be done perfectly. I mean, we're all humans and we're all we're all learning the dance, right? But there starts to be this inner trust that no matter what happens, I will remain in alignment and in my power and I know what to do because I have been practicing this. And so when your emotions no longer overtake you and you're also not suppressing and there's not a bunch of like, other things that happen, like, you know, another thing with suppressing is passive aggressiveness. So if you struggle with passive aggressiveness, I would, I would take a gander or take a guess that you may not be honoring your emotions or moving through them as much as you could be to feel a little bit more free in that area. But, um, yeah. So then there's this inner sense of like harmony and the ability to lead ourselves in all circumstances and to become very familiar with our higher selves. And man, that is such a powerful way to live when when we're not overthrown and we're not coming from a place of reaction or autopilot when we can consciously choose how we show up moment by moment all day long. And that's what I help my clients do because 
the truth of the matter is we're living in a wild world (laughs) and there's many of us who are running businesses, who are bosses, who are leading our lives and you can't perform brain surgery on yourself. And the powerhouse women that I coach recognize that and they desire to have someone to hold them through their space and whatever they're going through, that they may really develop this ability to tune into themselves, to be enough for themselves, to just have this strong relationship with themselves. And then it just like flourishes everything else in their life. And there's just this 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 deep groundedness that really yeah just trickles into every area of their life and the way that they interact with their staff and the way that they interact with their spouses and there's just this inner harmony and mm, it's amazing to witness and it's amazing to hold space for and it's amazing to watch these women be truly phenomenal women when they start working with me and then literally blow my mind as we go through our coaching process and the most incredible thing about hiring a coach from my experience with hiring coaches or my clients experiences with hiring coaches is that you tap into someone who is fascinated and obsessed with one major angle or aspect and when you tap into their knowledge and their experience you have the super fuel in your tank to quantum leap and so what may have taken your coach five or six years to master may take you one week (laughs) and so you can imagine the wild transformations that can take place in a container like that. So I'll just say, if this is you and you're listening to this and you're like, damn, I want to lead myself. I want to just be so intentional and in alignment with the woman I see myself as and I'm getting there, but I want someone to hold space for me and hold me to that vision, then I would be happy to chat, fill out an application, and then we can see if there's availability based on when you listen to this podcast and if we're a good fit, and we'll take it from there. Okay, you guys, it was so lovely to chat with you tonight. I hope you have a wonderful day or evening whenever you're listening to this and I'll catch you next time.